the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. All right, Lundy, we got a capper out in the Golden State here on Monday Night Football. Uh, to put a bow on top of week 10, we got the Rams. We got the Niners. L.A. is laying three and a half. Yarmy mateys. A little Captain Hook action in there with a total of 50. So give me a pick on the side and a game score prediction, my man. Well, Brad, I'll tell you this. Everything that I thought was going to happen over the course of the last 48 hours <laughs> completely circled the toilet uh, and just ran in the wrong direction. I did have the Chiefs in the over, thank goodness. Uh, but that was about all that I got right over the course of uh, the last couple of days. So I am actually going to completely zigzag on this one from what everybody thinks. I think the Rams are going to kick the Niners right in the jewels. Oh, I think right. that uh, I think Sean McVay is tired of losing to Kyle Shanahan he has lost four in a row uh to the Niners and so I think the Rams are going to win this one 31 to 17. Wow all right and I will go the opposite direction um which is probably the wrong answer so one of us is going to get this right one of us is going to be very wrong so you're going to take the under uh I think the Niners are going to be competitive in this game I- I'm not going to pick them straight up to win it but old Captain Hook in there man uh I think is going to benefit my side of the ledger in the end. I'm going to take it 30 to 27 Rams. So I think you're going to have a little bit higher scoring affair there for San Francisco. The over hits comfortably. Just trust Brad. Trust people. Just trust. After some of my picks yesterday, I'm telling you, just go with Brad and pretend I'm not even here. That makes two of us because it was a minus EV week for your boy as well. Just fade both of us. This game's going to end in a 3-3 tie. Similar to what we saw yesterday with the Lions and the Steelers. With that, let's get to it here on this Manic Monday with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, London, we got props, props, some more player props. And the first one I'm going to lock it low. Give me the under on 20 and a half yards. Longest catch for the suddenly re- resurrected Brandon Ayuk, minus 115 at DraftKings. Now, Ayuk has been on the side of a milk carton up until really last week. A uh, player who finally came alive, finally got a vigorous uh, you know, target share and delivered across all fronts. Now, he's only been over this, though, three times this season. Two of those three came against the Arizona Cardinals. And then last week, he had a 21-plus yard catch against my Chicago Bears. Still on the year, wide receiver 68 in yards per target. Wide receiver 88 in yards per route run. And whether he's drawing Darius Williams or Jalen Ramsey, uh, both those guys have given up south of 10 yards per catch. So, you know, pack it all together. I think Ayuk's going to have maybe a 17, 18, 19. Hell, he could have a 20-yarder, just not a 21-yard catch in this game. And hopefully he'll nickel and dime, and we will cash in on the under. Maybe I will. We'll see what you side with. So, fade or follow, Brandon Ayuk, under 20.5 yards, longest catch, minus 115 at DK. I will follow on this one. Kind of goes into what I think is going to happen in this game script, which is that I think this defense is going to lock down that San Francisco offense. So I'm seeing some catches for Ayuk. I'm with you. But it would not surprise me if his longest finishes right around 15 or 16. I don't think he gets up to the 21 number. Uh, I think he's going to be comfortably underneath this one as that secondary tries to shut him down. Don't break one. 
Brandon. Number four. All right, let's go to Brandon Ayuk's tag team partner. It is the great Debo Samuel, one of the true yak machines at the wide receiver position in the NFL. And I think he's going to score an anytime touchdown. And I got this from BetMGM at plus 160. And if you shop around, it's minus numbers. And some of the other sports books that are out there, so it was minus 110, for example, at FanDuel. So the plus 160 number is fantastico. Uh, he has scored a TD in three of his last five games, Lundy. He's got eight red zone targets on the season. Yeah, it's a modest wide receiver 22, but it's all about the target share. He's number two among all eligible wide receivers in target percentage, uh, averaging 10 flat per game. He is number one and yak per reception. And, you know, drawing Ramsey and Williams, you might say, okay, there's intimidating secondary, but those two DBs combined have given up three TDs to the opposition. So Debo, knowing the high volume, knowing the versatility, maybe he could score in a jet sweep as well. I think he is going to score one of potentially three touchdowns in this game that I'm fearlessly forecasting for the Niners. So fade or follow, Debo getting it down in the end zone at plus 160 Bet MGM, what do you say? I would only do it at that plus 160. Um, if it were anything lower, if it is at, say, 125, plus 125, or all the way down to, as you said, um, some minus odds, depending upon where you're shopping around, then I'm not touching it. Because, again, I think this defense is going to come after San Francisco big time. Um, you've got them for three touchdowns. I've got them for two. So you start to play the math, and you're trying to roll the dice on who's going to wind up either catching it or carrying it. Uh, over the uh, over the end line, but at, at a plus one sixty, yes, I, I think it's I think it's worth a half a unit. But I'm not taking it at anything lower than that because again, I've just got a feeling this Rams team is going to come to play. Give me a spike for six, Samuel. Number three. All right, let's stick with the Niners team here. I'm going to take the over on Elijah Mitchell, twelve and a half receiving yards, the rookie sensation who's been a battering ram between the pipes for this Niners team, and his role has been steadily growing in the past game. The last four games, thirteen routes run, twelve, thirteen, and then last. Last week, a season-high 26. Now, the wild card here is the likely return of Jeff Wilson Jr. off of injured reserve still. Uh, Mitchell, I think, is going to be the bell cow in this game as Wilson has shaken off the rust. Uh, he has been over this number a couple of times this season, including that last game against Arizona, which he had five catches for 43 yards. He is one of the yak leaders at the running back position. And you look at the Rams, uh, you want to get outside the taco box, uh, you know, get away uh, from the intimidating foes that they have there in the trenches. 5.9 receptions per game, 46.1 yards per game allowed just to running backs and 12 RBs have gone over this 12 and a half number. So again, working away from Aaron Donald, I think Mitchell gets a couple of catches, gets around 15 yards and cashes a ticket. Pull this one from FanDuel at minus 114. So Lundy, fade or follow, Eli Mitchell over 12 and a half receiving yards. What do you say? I like this one just because I like the fact of what the Rams are giving up. Seven point something per catch uh, to the running back position. So I just need two. Eli, I just need two. Yep. Just two. And we're not talking about the other Eli with the two birds. (laughs) I'm only talking about two catches here. For Elijah Mitchell, I do think the return of Wilson could make things interesting, but I think when you're trying so desperately to get away from Aaron Donald and perhaps Vaughn Miller um, and you're trying to get away from the interior of that defense and you're trying to swing it out to the outside, 
Um, I, I think that's got to be part of their game plan if San Francisco wants to stay in this one. So I'm going to take the over. I think this is going to be close because I don't think he's going to get a lot. And I also always get worried about getting tackled for loss. But I think that if he can get three catches total in the game, uh, that even if one of those goes negative, we're going to be feeling good. Stick around for our top picks on Monday Night Football Plus. All kinds of hoops and bonus time. Number two. All right, Lenny, let's get back to the Monday Night Affair uh, out west in California between the Niners and the Rams. Uh, And I'm going to take the over on Van Van. Oh, hell yes. He's my man, Van Jefferson. Over on 20.5 yards for a longest catch of minus 105. Available at DraftKings Sportsbook. Everybody's talking up. Uh, you know, Odell Beckham this, Odell Beckham that. Odell Beckham's probably going to play like a handful of snaps in this game. It is going to be Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby. Those are going to be the one, two, three. Uh, there is an ascending rookie as well. His name I cannot pronounce. It's like Swarniak or something like that. I never even heard of the guy. But Jay Glazer said that he could play a role, maybe filling that Robert Woods vacancy. But I still think Jefferson has a trust of Matthew Stafford. And he is a guy who was a long bomb specialist. He's been over this five times, all in different games, mind you this season he's averaging 5.1 targets per game that should surge upward uh 16 yards per catch a a dot average depth of target of 13.57 now the Niners uh, ranked top five and fewest pass plays of 20 plus yards allowed uh but his primary adversary is going to be Emmanuel Mosley who's given up 12.8 yards per catch so Van Jefferson, I think, again, the new Deshaun Jackson for this team with D-Jax now in Vegas will catch one deep down the field and hopefully cash us in here on this over 20.5 yards longest catch. Minus 105 at DraftKings. What do you say, Luddy? Fade or follow? I like this one because you know who is the happiest that OBJ is a Ram? Von Miller. You know who's not quarterback? Von Miller. <laughs> um, so I, I, this is just a comfort Uh, This is a comfort thing for me when it comes to Matthew Stafford, and we know that he likes Van Jefferson because even before the Robert Woods injury, that ball was going to Van Jefferson, probably more so than a lot of us expected it to. So he was already a part of this offense. I'm with you. I think that OBJ can have an impact, but I don't think it is going to be this immediate thing out of the gate. Um, I, I don't trust him. I, I just I don't. I don't trust OBJ. I don't trust his antics. Um, but I do trust this type of a bet over in two out of the last three um, and, and over in total four times over or excuse me, five times over the course of the season. So I, I think Stafford's going to continue to look his way. And I think that if he can get some yards after the catch as well boom we're gonna hit this 20.5 yeah that's right boom goes the dynamite indeed bet on van jefferson number one all right last one and this one has just been a money maker all season long i'm taking the over on cooper cup seven and a half receptions minus 130 juiced up a little bit at caesar's sportsbook uh but i think it's gonna be worth a ticket he's been over this in three of his last four in lundy he is setting the pace in targets per game on all wide receivers at 11.4 his passer rating when targeted is an absurd 131.5 just shows the chemistry the unbreakable bond that he has with Stafford now Devontae Adams is the only wide receiver to go over seven and a half receptions against the Niners this season he had a dozen catches in the matchup earlier this season but Cup who primarily operates out of the slot is going to get a lot of Kawan Williams who's given up listen to this folks a 76.5 
catch rate to his assignments. This is at least nine receptions, in my estimation, for Cubs. So fill it up if once again on the over seven and a half receptions. Lundy, fade or follow? I will fade. I think, oh! Captain, I think Captain Hook's coming into play with this one. I think he's going to finish with seven catches. Now, part of the reason I'm saying that, though, is because, again, I go back to what I said at the beginning of the pod, and, and which means I'm probably as, as wrong as a $3 bill. Um, <laughs> and that is that I think the Rams are going to run away with this. Uh, and when the, And if that happens, I think they wind up doing some ground and pound. There's not as much passing, trying to take up time off the clock, those kinds of game script types of things. So I actually think that Captain Hook's going to come into play in this one, and Cooper Cup is going to finally finish under this particular number. So, uh, like I said, I, I'm, I'm wrong as can be. Uh, you know, the only thing I seem to be getting right lately is hockey. So maybe we could just do hump day editions of this pod, Brad, <laughs> because uh, over the course of Saturday and Sunday, I hit two different five-leggers in hockey. It's the only reason I'm still smiling on a Monday morning. Yeah, look, some of the sports have been rough. My college basketball picks early this season. Uh, I've already hit the skids, and it's only the middle of November. So with that, let's get to it here. Bonus time! What else you got on your card today, Lundy? Well, I told you I've been having some luck with hockey, so let me throw this at you. There's only two games on the ice tonight. Tampa is hosting the Islanders. Take the Lightning at home. Uh, on the money line, and then I'm actually going to take the Detroit Red Wings on the road at plus odds, plus 110, up against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I just think that right now these are two teams that both kind of started off uh, 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 differently to be able to start the season, and I just don't know exactly what I trust. I think the Blue Jackets have actually lost two in a row at this point. They might be on a little bit of a skid, even being at home. Uh, so I'm going to take those two money lines individually, Tampa and Detroit. If you do want to parlay them together, it turns into a plus 271. And then, Brad, you talked about how Cooper Cup just keeps cashing, right? Yep. You just just take yep. the over in the receptions. You know what else keeps cashing, folks? The under with the Denver Nuggets. OK, huh. they have played they have played 13 games this season and they have gone under in 10 of those 13. Uh, one of the NBA analysts here in Colorado actually made the comment that it's almost like watching the Spurs back in the early 2000s. Yeah. This team just slows stuff down and they are consistently staying under. So Denver is actually on the second night of a back to back. They played last night at home. Tonight they are down in Dallas to take on the Mavericks. The over under is set at 209. And this is one where I'm buying a ticket to the rodeo and i'm gonna ride the horse until it bucks me um i'm taking the under on the nuggets because they just consistently are staying under and by the way dallas has been under in eight out of 12 games this wow. year so this one is pointing to like a you know like a 98 95 type of game all right giddy up on that horse uh, i agree with you i'm gonna tell you on that one that's uh, some good scoopage in regards to the nuggets and the mavericks matchup uh, getting back to monday night football a lot of you like this one i'll take the over on daryl Henderson, 67 and a half rush yards that fit your narrative. Four yes. running backs have done this against San Francisco this season, though. The Niners giving up just 3.79 yards per carry, but 90.1 rush yards per game to the running back position. Henderson, meanwhile, has been over this in five of eight contests. I also like the over Matthew Stafford, 38 and a half yards on the longest completion. He has done this 10 times this season. Two of those 10 times have gone to my guy Van Jefferson. So correlate, synergize, bring it all together. I think that deep 
connection, which could go for 39, 40 yards. I don't care as long as it's above the 38 and a half. If it goes to Van, we're cashing two tickets instantaneously there. Let's go to the NBA. Give me Isaac Okoro over three and a half rebounds. It gets seduced by the juice at plus 135 against the Boston Celtics. Now, they just played Boston a couple of nights ago. Uh, He had three rebounds but only played 18 minutes, and he's averaging well north of 20 minutes per game this season. He has been over in two of his last three, and the Celtics, uh, one of the worst rebounds teams in the NBA, number 24 in rebounds allowed. So they have allowed, I believe, that's the, the sixth most uh, to the opposition this season. So we get a plus 135. I think Okoro snags at least four boards. And let's go to the college hardwood. My line are in action. I kind of like Illinois. Uh, you know, I'd lay the eight and a half. Uh, eight points wherever you can find it against Marquette. But I've had a lot of success with two-leg alt-line parlays. And for those that don't really know what that means, uh, there are all kinds of alternative lines that are available on the side, on the total. And I like to put them together in packs of two uh, to reduce the juice and get it to plus odds. So uh, tonight is one of those opportunities. There are a ton of games on the docket. Give me Providence on the alt-line in Wisconsin against the Badgers at plus nine. And I'm going to take UMass at home against Penn State, which should be a bottom-feeding Big Ten team. Uh, The Minutemen catching five on the standard line. We're going to get that up to plus eight and a half. Again, if the Friars hit, if the Minutemen hit, uh, Providence a plus nine, UMass a plus eight and a half. That is a cool plus 111 put together at DraftKings Sportsbook. And there you go. A smorgasbord of sports betting goodness. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Juevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this broadcast. Would you kindly end? Until next time, and we're off on Tuesday. Fade or follow. That is up to you. Fade the noise.